This morning, I want to talk about another area of importance in the Christian life, and I specifically want to talk about uh, the importance of courage in a believer's day-to-day life. Importance of courage. Uh, you know, and courage, courage is necessary, uh, in the day, in a believer's life because, because of where it comes from, first and foremost. But, but it has to be part of that daily provisions to be able to just simply accomplish what God's asking us to do. Uh, what we're going to see here from the Word of God, uh, that, that, to, that it's necessary to accomplish God's will. A lot of people talk about God's will and what God's will is for their life and what God wants them to do, but there's there's something that we need to have to be able to do that, and that is courage. Uh, without courage, you know, a person's not going to see the blessings of God. Without courage, they're going to have a hard time seeing what God has done for them and what God is doing for them. So courage becomes a necessity, and and if you will, something that we as believers have to have as a high level of importance in our life. And we're going to look at this this morning. Let's go ahead and open with a word of prayer, and we'll get started. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you again for this time. Thank you again, Lord, that we have an opportunity to get into your word, to study it, to seek uh, after you. But most importantly, Lord, that when we take a look at this issue and subject of, of courage, the Lord, we would understand its importance, its use in our day-to-day life, or its use in our Christian walk. And Lord, I just pray that we would uh, grasp the concepts this morning, that we would be an encourager of others, not a discourager, and that, Lord, we would find that courage in you and you alone. Thank you again, Lord, for those that are here this morning. I pray, Lord, you just uh, bless our hearts uh, by the teaching of your word and uh, cast aside all those things that may be stumbling blocks or hindrances to understanding and applying this concept to our day-to-day life. Thank you again for all that you've done for us. And this I ask in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. So courage is is very specific. Courage is, if you will, one of these attitudes of the heart. We talk about attitudes of the heart frequently. At least I do. Uh, you know, charity is an attitude of the heart, meaning that that we, an attitude is an inclination. It's a leaning. It's uh, we talk about attitude of aircraft and attitude of boats and ships and things of that nature. But 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 when we talk about attitude, it's talking about what we're inclining unto and what we're leaning towards and what our desire is. We think of the word attitude. We obviously think of something else. We think of it in a negative context. But there are those things that have a good attitude in our life. What we lean towards. What we should desire. And what we find specifically is that, 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 that courage is this attitude of the mind and it enables a person to face imminent difficulties. It, it, they get to face not only imminent difficulty, but immense difficulties. And we'll find that in scripture. You know, we take a look more at the definition of it. It's, it's, if you will, a constitution to be able to stand against great evil with a firmness that we find, we find that also in scripture. We also find that it is, uh, uh, again, uh, uh, this desire to, to move forward in, in the presence of an unseemingly insurmountable obstacle without fear or a depression of spirit. So when we begin to think of courage, we, there's all sorts of images that pop up in our mind, but God has a very specific way that he begins to describe courage. First place I want us to go to is the book of Psalms. We're going to take a look at two passages in Psalms here, and I want to start off with this understanding that first and foremost, we find that courage has an origination with God. Courage has an origination with God. There's a lot of people out there that will try to summon a courage, but it won't be a good courage. The Bible specifically gives the descriptor of this courage often as good courage. Good courage. But what we find here in Psalm chapter 27 and in verse 14, it says, Wait on the Lord. 
Oh, you know, it's going to be a good sermon when it starts off with wait on the Lord, right? Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait on the Lord, or excuse me, wait, I say, on the Lord. I will tell you this, that that, that when we begin to realize that the courage that we need in this life comes from waiting on God to do something, waiting on God to be the deliverer, waiting on God to be the one to move and to motivate and to, to shape and to change sometimes circumstances so that we can actually engage in whatever it is we are to engage in. That takes a lot of courage. We are impatient people. As I've said time and time again, we cannot even wait one minute for a microwave burrito. But yet we still have to wait on God. We still have to wait on God. And we'll see that in just a minute. Nation of Israel getting ready to go into the promised land. They had to wait on God. God's timing. What God does. Courage, good courage, is done at the right moment, at the right time. And it involves that wonderful word, patience. It involves waiting on God. Waiting on the Lord and patience are kind of two different things. Patience often involves affliction. Waiting, you can just wait without affliction. But what we see here is he says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. It's going to take some time where we have to be of that good courage to wait on God, to wait on what the Lord is providing for us. Turn over to Psalm chapter 31. Psalm chapter 31, and we find again another message or another passage that that, that leads us to this thought process, that leads us to this thinking. In Psalm chapter 31 and in verse 24, it says, Be of good courage. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. I will tell you this, courage, which comes from the Lord, not only will involve waiting, but it involves his hope. It involves his hope. You cannot have a good courage if you are in a hopeless situation. People don't have courage when it's hopeless. But when there's hope, it spawns courage. It begins to build it and grow it. I mean, we see it all the time in in, in books or movies or or, or instances that are accounted where, where, where somebody sees a glimmer of hope, a soldier sees a little breach in the line that they can get through to get victory. They see a moment or an opportunity that right, just, just that right specific instance that they can act upon and they see that there's a little glimmer of hope that's there and they find and they summon that courage to be able to go do what would be considered impossible. And the same thing is true when we hope on the Lord. Why? Because he is that light that we see. But he's not a glimmer. He's a beacon. He is the light that lights the life of men, as Scripture says. Courage that that inspires and good courage is based upon waiting on God and his opportunity and his time for when we would act. And we see that moment and there's that hope that we see with it and we impulsively say, Lord, I'm going to follow you and follow what you desire me to do. Courage comes. Courage is built. One of the biggest areas that we see courage being mentioned, one specific, if you will, a, a set of circumstances where courage and encouragement and discouragement is mentioned the most is with the nation of Israel entering the promised land. Now, again, let's paint the picture of what's going on here. 
We know that courage comes from God. And courage comes from God when he tells us that we have hope and we're going to wait on his time and he's going to have it his way done his specific, uh, according to his specific will. We go through all of that process. We get to that point and then we come to the realization that there are some big giants that we're going to have to, to deal with. There, there are some forces that are way beyond our capabilities of dealing with. And we find this in scripture. I mean, courage is mentioned repeatedly in this one certain circumstances situation where Israel faced giants and superior forces to receive the promise that God had given them. And I will tell you this, when we take a look at what courage is and we start off with courage is from the Lord, we do know this specifically courage is going to motivate us to do what God asks us to do. Take a look at these passages. Turn to the book of Numbers and we find that, that, that courage, uh, it was, uh, was something that the nation of Israel needed. Uh, he repeatedly tells them in Numbers chapter uh, 13, repeatedly tells them uh, that they need to go and do this. And we understand that what has happened here, that the, the, the nation of Israel, they, they, they collect 12 individuals, one from each tribe. And these were the spies that they were going to go send into the land to kind of survey it, see what it was, see what was going on, come back and give their report. And we know that uh, 10 of the spies came back and gave a very bad report. Two of them, Joshua and Caleb, came back and said, uh, yeah, don't listen to them. God promised it to us. God said he'll take care of it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Numbers chapter 13 and in verse, uh, um, in verse 20, we find that, uh, uh, you know, after they've gone into the land and they've seen, um, the cities, uh, he, he, he says, I, I want you to do something. And you're going in to spy, and, and back up here to, to, to a little bit, uh, into verse 19, and what the land is and the, the, uh, that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad, what cities they be that they dwell in, whether they, whether in tents or strongholds, and what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not. And here he says to these spies, he says, and be of good courage. Now, this is important because 10 of them came back and they didn't have courage. Two of them did. Be of good courage and bring of the fruit of the land. Now, the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. He says, I want you to go. I don't want you to go grab some off the vine. Can you imagine that? Just walking up to somebody's vineyard and just, what you doing? None. Whack, you know, take a big old thing of grapes and just walk away. Be a good courage. They're bringing those fruit back and they're, they're showing it to them. They had to go up, maybe ask and say, can I have some of those grapes? Can I have some of that? Can I have some of this? Bringing those things. It took courage to do that. Something as simple as, as, as bringing evidence of God's promise. You know, it's going to take a lot of courage for us as believers to show evidence of God's promise. I want you to think about this. If you as a Christian, you as a believer, you're trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You have forgiveness of sins and eternal life. Because you've done simply what the Lord told you to do. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Whosoever calleth upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's no name under heaven save Jesus Christ by which we must be saved. You've done that. You now have forgiveness of sins. You have eternal life. You no longer have death waiting for you. And, 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 And there you are. You have to have courage to be able to show what God has promised. You realize that the world needs evidence. 
They want to see Christ living in you. They see a lot of sin. They see a lot of wickedness. They see a lot of despair and hopelessness out there. And here we are as as, as believers who, who wait on the Lord, have hope in the Lord, and, and very clearly that courage comes from the Lord. We have to take that promise that God has said, and we have to demonstrate that to, to a world that needs that needs it. it. Takes courage to do that. It takes courage to show those things. It takes courage to show that God promises to wipe away the sin. Come now, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. It takes courage to show that. It takes courage to show that you're not going to continue in sin because God forbid it. it. Takes courage to be able to, to tell them that there's an eternal life. It takes courage to show that fruit. It takes courage. Turn to Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 31. We know what happened with that first group. They, uh, they discouraged the people, and when they discouraged the people, uh, they wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years. In those 40 years, the first generation passed away, and the next generation went in to possess the land. In Deuteronomy, we have this next generation that has come. And in Deuteronomy chapter 31, here's what we begin to see. God starts talking about promises and starts talking about some issues of courage regarding that. Here in Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 6, he says, Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that goeth with thee, he will not fail thee nor forsake thee. And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him in the sight of Israel, Be strong and of good courage, for thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord hath sworn unto their fathers to give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit. He very clearly, you know, he's he, he telling the people you need to be strong with good courage. He now pulls Joshua forward and says, now's the time. Now's the time you're going to go take them. I'm not going into the promised land. You are, Joshua. You're in charge of this group. You're in charge of leading them in there. You're in charge of securing the promises of God. And in order to do that, and in order to secure those blessings, in order to secure those promises, in order to, 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 to see those blessings that are there, it's going to take some courage. You know, courage is a good viewpoint. Courage is a good perspective. Because with that courage, we can see the end. We can see the fulfillment of the promise. It takes courage to live this day-to-day life. It does. It takes courage. And I will tell you, the viewpoint through courage is knowing the promises of God. I have a home in heaven. I may have told you this, I don't remember, uh, but, uh, you know, on the day-to-day activity reports when I was in the hospital, you know, after they just flat out at one point said I had cancer, which I didn't, and all sorts of other stuff that was going on, uh, and, and, and just going through all that I was going through, there was always that, that line that the, the nurses came in and they were doing that check on me to make sure that I was in good uh, you know, a uh, um, psychological mind frame. What was my mental state? And all of those reports were like, good mental state, good mental state, good mental state, good mental state. I'm like, oh, praise God for that. <laughs> and you know why that was? Because when I'm facing those difficult things, I'm facing a long recovery, I'm facing some major lifestyle changes. I'm facing a lot of things like that. Uh, facing even what they, when they said cancer and it wasn't cancer. Facing all of that, you know what that takes? Courage. Because I remember just after the surgeon came in and said, we got to remove that cancer. And, 
and just just kind of th- that could be devastating. I just remember sitting there going, hmm, if this is it, I get to see heaven. I'm not being, I don't, look, I, that may say, sound a little selfish. But it was obviously more needful that I be here. Because the Lord kept me here. As Paul says. I'll tell you, if that was the mindset and that was the thought, it was like, I could see that promise. Joshua and the people had to have courage to see that promise fulfilled. They had to have courage to see that promise fulfilled. Take a look at it down in verse 23 of the same chapter. Again, courage being mentioned in this situation, in this circumstance. And Joshua gave... Uh, and excuse me, he gave Joshua, the son of Nun, a charge and said, Be strong and of good courage, for thou shalt bring the children of Israel into the land which I swear unto them, and I will be with thee. I, I want us to understand something about courage. Courage isn't just charging hell with a squirt gun. That's foolhardy. There's a big difference. There's there's the fool's courage. Then there's good courage. And you know what the good courage is? The good courage is when we realize God's with us. Why is it that we forget that so frequently? Why is it that when we get bad news, the first thing we do is we're like, ah! Why is it that that when we start going through difficult times, we don't know where to go, where to turn? And the Lord's standing there going, hello, right over here. We forget that. Courage is remembering that God's with us. We have courage to see the promises and the end result. That courage is there when we have an understanding that God's with us. Time and time again, we see this phrase, be strong and of a good courage, be strong and of a good courage. And if you go over to Joshua and turn there, Joshua chapter 1, here Moses is dead, Joshua's in charge. Talk about terrifying. And Moses, the meekest man, and now you've got Joshua standing there going, how many millions of people do we have here? When's the last time we did a head count? We're all going in, all at once. And Moses told him twice, at the, at the teaching of the Lord, which we'll get to, hopefully, Lord willing, God told Moses, encourage Joshua, Encourage Joshua. Encourage Joshua. He encourages Joshua. Be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. And what do we find here in, in, in verse 6? What's the, the, the words that come out of Joshua's mouth when he starts talking to the people? In verse 6 of Joshua chapter 1, be strong and of good courage. I wonder where you heard that from. I wonder where you heard that from. Joshua chapter 1 verse 6, be strong and of good courage. For unto this people thou shalt divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous. That thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from to the right hand to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou go. And this is this is something that the Lord is telling to to Joshua, and he repeats that to them later on. Moses tells them, God tells them this. In verse uh, in verse nine, he specifically says, "Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest." 
Joshua was a man of war. He'd seen things. Combat veterans have seen things. People that have gone through stuff like that have seen things. They've been in the heat of battle. They've been in the thick of it. When there's a battle going on, there's got to be some courage. If not, then there's going to be a lot of cowards fleeing. But I'll tell you this. God repeatedly is having to tell Joshua, be of a good courage. Sometimes, uh, and I want us to understand this, sometimes we can face these physical fights with courage. But when it comes to the real battle, the spiritual ones, we need some encouragement from God. We need some encouragement from others. Because what they were about to go into was not going to be a pleasant experience. They were going to see things that the Lord, that the Lord was disgusted with. And they were going to have to say, we're not going to follow after that. They were going to have to engage in, in fights that, that were going to cause death. They, they were going to have to do things to purge out sin. Some tough stuff. You know, Joshua was going to have to sit there and go, this is a spiritual battle. This is a spiritual battle. You need to prepare this for the Lord. This is the Lord's promise to us. Take a look at verse, uh, verse 18 in the same chapter. Verse 18, chapter Joshua, chapter 1. Whosoever he be that doeth, uh, that do, excuse me, that doth rebel against thy commandment and will not hearken unto the words, uh, thy words in all that thou commandest, he shall be put to death. Only be strong and of a good courage. That's a tough thing. That's a tough thing when you realize what he's saying at this point. He's saying, look, it, it, we, we, everyone needs to be on the same page here. And if you've got a rebel amongst your midst, you got to get rid of him. You can't have that in this fight. And I'll tell you this, I look at that and I say in myself, if there is one part of me that is rebellious against God, I am not going to have the courage to do what is necessary. I have to have courage to take that rebellion and suppress it. That means if my flesh is not willing to do it, I need to bring it into submission of the spirit. I need to put it down. And it takes courage. It takes courage to do that. Take a look at Joshua chapter 10. Joshua chapter 10. Again, same circumstance. They're going into this land. They're, 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 they're doing all of these things. They're going through all of these, uh, uh, uh battles and these fights and, and, uh, they've got, uh, this, uh, battle that's come upon them. And here they are in, in verse 5, And Joshua said unto them, Fear not, nor be dismayed. Be strong and of a good courage. There he is. He begins repeating this. What he's heard, what he's been told. For thus shall the enemy, excuse me, thus shall the Lord do to all your enemies against whom ye fight. He reminds them again of the promises, seeing what the Lord was going to work, or, or what the Lord's works were going to be, what the Lord was going to do. He, he had to remind them and say, look, hey, your courage needs to be, you know, built upon remembering what God is going to do. You've seen what God has already done. I want you to keep in mind what God is also going to do in the future. And courage is built upon that when we see the Lord 
And we see what God has done for us. And we have that hope. And we have the hope of what he's going to do for us. I look forward to the day when Christ rules and reigns. I look forward to the day when there's no more sin. I look forward to the day when I have a redeemed body. I, 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 I look forward to being in the presence of my Savior. Again, maybe a little selfish, but that first mindset of when somebody says, you got cancer, we got a surgery. And look, I know, you know, when the diagnosis comes in and you're going in for emergency surgery and they're saying you have colon cancer, it's not good. On the scale of bad, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. I knew that. But there was also this little bit of a, hey, you get to see Jesus. I'll tell you, that thrilled my soul. That thrilled my soul. And no, it wasn't the morphine talking either. (laughs) It was like, hmm, I'm going to trust God. My hope's in him. Seeing the Lord do his work, past, present, and future, builds courage. Turn to Joshua chapter 23. Joshua chapter 23, here we are at the the end of it. They've gone in, they've taken multiple areas. There's still some work that needs to be done. Joshua's getting old. He's getting ready to pass away, and he's giving a charge to the nation of Israel. And in, in, in uh, this charge, he mentions similarly, like I just insinuated. He, again, he takes what he what he had heard and what he had learned, and all of those things in Joshua chapter twenty-three. And and in verse six, he tells the nation of Israel, he says, "Be ye therefore very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses. He turned not aside." therefrom to the right hand or to the left. I'll tell you this. You know what Joshua realized? He realized, yeah, it's going to take courage to fight some of those battles, but it's going to take courage on a day-to-day life to keep and do the Word of God. They're getting ready to enter into some peace. They've they've conquered these lands. They've conquered these things uh, that were there that were, quote-unquote, unconquerable by those ten spies. And, and, and the Lord's done it, and uh, they're, they're now moving into a peaceful time. And um, the end result is, is what do we see? Is Joshua saying, hey, you know, there's still some battles. There's still going to be some fights. There's still some uh, remnants of opposition we got to get uh, out of here. There's still some sin that we got to get purged out of this land. But you know what? The most important thing that you need to make sure that you're doing, he says, be therefore very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law. I'll tell you this, we got to be very courageous to keep and to do all that God tells us to do from his word. Courage is necessary to do God's will. You cannot do God's will without the courage that God gives us. I want you to turn to another passage. Go over to to 1 Chronicles chapter 28. 1 Chronicles chapter 28. Uh, uh, Here we have this situation where um, in 1 Chronicles chapter 28, uh, David's getting ready to pass away. Solomon's getting ready to take the throne. David is telling Solomon some things that he needs to make sure that he does. And in, in, in 1 Chronicles chapter 28 and in verse 20, it says, and David said to Solomon, his son, be strong and of good and of good courage. Be strong and of a good courage and do it. Fear not, nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. 
He will not fail thee nor forsake thee until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. He knew that God had given Solomon a big task. David had sat there and prepared and gathered all these things together for putting the house of the Lord up. Building the temple. Building the temple. And he says, you got a big task. Not only are you going to be king, you got to build the house of God. You better take it seriously. If you're a saved, born again, child of God, you know what you got to do, what your task is that lies ahead of you, just like Solomon. You got to build the house of God. Doesn't he say, what, no, you're not, you're the temple? Well, we need to understand, God's not going to fail you, God's not going to forsake you, God's going to be with you through all of this, God's going to help you do that, uh, but we need to be of a strong and a good courage to, for what? To do it. To do the task that God set before us. Uh, look, I, it, w- w- whatever it is that God puts before you to do on a day-to-day basis, whatever he asks of us, to, we should say, I'm going to be strong and of a good courage, and I am going to do it. Waited on God. He's told me to move now. My hope is found in him. They seem like insurmountable odds. They seem like every force is against me, and every force that is against me is three, four, five, hundred times my size, far better equipped, far better trained, far better for, for every aspect of it. But there is none better than Christ. There is none better than my Savior that spoiled principalities and powers to blot out my hand, blot out the ordinances that were against me, the things that condemned me, my sins. He blotted them out. And I I look at this here and I see that that not only do we find Joshua telling the people, you're going to need courage to keep and to do it. Solomon also needed courage to do what God was asking him to do. When it comes to the will of God and it comes to day-to-day activity, you're going to need courage every single day. Every single day. And I'll tell you this. God, who is always with us, gives us a great deal of encouragement. Turn to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 30. 1 Samuel chapter 30. Things are not going David's way. I was telling uh, Brother Dennis what was up with last week. I mean, I don't know what the deal was, but man, last week was tough. I don't know. It was just a weird week. And then everybody else I talked to was having the same week. And I'm like, what is going on? It's just one of those weeks, right? Just one of those weeks. Uh, David's not having a good day. <laughs> you know, uh, goes and does, uh, some, uh, some fighting, comes back and, uh, their families are gone. Their stuff is gone. The place that they lived has been sacked. They don't know where their loved ones are. Uh, his, his, his men, uh, his mighty men, these guys that, that you read about them, they're, they were mighty. The way that they fought and what they did. These were some tough dudes. I will tell you this. All of a sudden, they start murmuring and looking at David going, hmm, maybe we should kill you. Well, he wasn't getting encouragement from that lot. So what does he do? Verse 6, and David was uh, greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because uh, the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. His God. First place he goes for for that courage to do what is necessary next. 
I mean, again, insurmountable odds. Have you read what these guys did with a stick over a field of lentils? <laughs> Taking on guys that looked like lions? When's the last time you did that? Well, I had to feed my cat and change the cat litter box. No, 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 no. No. This was some amazing stuff these guys were doing. And now all of a sudden, they're against him. They're against him. He needed courage. He wasn't going to find it in man. He wasn't going to find it in people. He found it in God. That We need to start there. We need to go to that source first. Because I'll tell you this, people people are fickle. People are fickle, and, and sometimes you'll get courage, and sometimes you won't. In Deuteronomy chapter 1 and Deuteronomy chapter 3, uh, two, d- twice God tells Moses, I want you to take Joshua, and I want you to encourage him. So we know that man can be used to encourage. We, we, we find over there in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 28, uh, some people come to visit um, uh, Paul, and, and he's encouraged by their visit. You know, and that should be the case. People, people should be encouraged and, and get some courage from you as you have courage in the Lord. It's, it's contagious. Your courage should be contagious. People should say, Oh, wow, look at that guy. Man, I'm going to stand next to him. I'm not going to stand next to you, Fuddy Duddy. I'm going to go over him. <laughs> Uh, that that's that should be what it's like and here we 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 find paul over there in acts chapter 28 he has some people come to him and he's greatly encouraged he took courage it says just because of the edification that he had with people this is why i'm always saying edification is important encouraging one another is important Why? Because you need encouragement every single day. And if you are to be representing Jesus Christ and the promises that he has been given to, that have been given to you, that he has given you, then you need to be encouraging others to do the same. You need to have that courage coming out of you that you are freely giving it to someone else. Because I'll tell you this, there's a lot of discouragers. Turn to Numbers chapter 7. And here's the reason why. Over there in Numbers chapter 32, uh, he, there's several places where, 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 um, uh, where God tells the, the, the nation of Israel, um, that there are people that have been among them that are, um, discouragers, discourage them to go, not go into the land. But in Numbers chapter 21, Numbers chapter 21, I may have said number seven, I apologize. Numbers chapter 21, just blame it on my dyslexia. Numbers chapter 21 and in verse four, Numbers 21, four. And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And here's a different instance. We understand those spies that discouraged them from going into the land. But here's the nation of Israel. And you know what they got discouraged by? The way. Sometimes that way is a little more rocky than we wanted it. Sometimes it doesn't have all the amenities that we thought it would. Well, I'll never forget, some of you know Jim Seaman. He was telling me a story one time, and he was talking about how they went over to go do some fishing someplace, and apparently there was some big convention or something, and they finally were looking for some place to stay, and they didn't get a hotel before, and they were kicking themselves because they didn't, and they finally got a hotel somewhere, and they were so tired, they just, you know, dropped their shoes and stuff and put it on the the nightstand there next to them. 
the middle of the night, and he saw his wallet moving. Well, he thought it was his wallet, but it was something else. Whatever critter it was screwed off when he tried to turn on the light. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't be pleasant. Whether it was a roach or whether it was a rat, didn't matter. <laughs> Just one of those situations. You know, not all the amenities are going to be pleasant sometimes, right? But I'll tell you this. One of the ways that we easily get discouraged is when we start looking at the way instead of looking at the way. What I mean by that is Jesus Christ said, I am the way. We keep our eyes on him instead of whatever circumstances around us, the wind, the waves, whatever is happening. We'll do good. We'll be following his will. These people took their eyes off of God. That cloud, that pillar, fire. They took their eyes off that and they began looking around going, where are we? And they got discouraged. And when they get discouraged, discouragement, too, is also very contagious. Very contagious. Why is it so important? Because courage is what we need to face every single day. Without murmuring, without complaining. Courage is what draws us to the Lord to praise Him, to be thankful, to be content. Even when things just look horrible. I'll tell you this. It takes courage to look past that and look at the end of what God has promised. I'm so thankful He's given me a book that's filled with promises. Filled with things that that, that, that when I look at it, I know that he's going to keep his word. I know that one day, the devil's not going to be bothering anybody anymore. Praise God for that. I know one day there's going to be no more tears. Praise God for that. I know one day there's going to be no more death. Praise God for that. I know that one day I'm going to see my Savior. And I can't even begin to start praising God for that. There are words that would fail me. To be in the presence of Christ. To see the glory of God. I see that promise in the distance. And you know what? That gives me courage every single day to get through it. I want to say this. Look, I, I don't know where you are in your life. Maybe you're severely battling some anxiety. Maybe you're battling some fears. Maybe you're battling some thoughts and, and you just, you're discouraged and you're just, you're, you're done. You're done. Look, I get it. I get it. There's times in my life I have been done. And when I say I have been done, I mean I was done. But you know what happens when you start to shift your sight from yourself and you shift it to the Savior and you look and you see those promises and you look and you see the hope and you realize that you're just with a little bit more waiting and waiting on God and letting Him do it in His time and His way and stop looking at the stuff around you know what's going to happen? You're going to begin to get that courage that's going to bring you through day after day after day after day after day. 
And you know what? You start looking at those promises and you start looking at what God has said and you will not be so concerned with the fears that plague you in this life and the anxiety that riddles you and weighs you down because it's being used incorrectly. It's not going to do that. You're going to have a clear direction. You're going to have a clear path. And here's, here's the greatest reason why. Because every time you get a little bit of anxiety starting to well up, you know what you need to do with that anxiety? You need to treat it the way God tells us to treat it. And you know what you do? You take a look at it and you say, I'm going to be strong and of a good courage. Why? Because the Lord is with me. Do you believe the Lord's with you? A few people. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is in you and you are in him. You believe the Lord's with you? If he's with you, then what have you to fear? What have you to worry about? Take courage. Be of a good courage. Don't let those thoughts plague you. Bring it into captivity and say, I'm going to look at the promise of God. I'm not going to look at that. I'm going to have my eyes fixed upon the promises of my Savior. And keep my mind focused on Him. And keep my heart applied unto Him and His wisdom and His knowledge. And I will have courage day to day to live this life. To do God's will. To keep his commandments so that I may please him. Will you take courage this morning? Will you be of a good courage? Courage is pretty important. It's pretty important in a Christian's life. Let's find it in God. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you again for a time and opportunity, Lord, that we can hear from your word. I pray, Lord, that this morning that this has been an encouragement, has been a message that has encouraged each one of us, Lord, to fulfill your will, to do what you ask us to do. I thank you again, Lord, for what you've given to us in your word, which you've preserved for us. And Lord, how you continue to comfort us and lead us throughout this day-to-day life. Lord, may we have that thought. You are with us. You will never fail us. You will never forsake us. Lord, you are with us. May we have that understanding. May we take that. And Lord, have that courage that you so, so graciously gift us to use every single day to enable us to face challenges, temptations, trials that may be somewhat insurmountable in our own eye. But Lord, victorious through you. Thank you again for this. And I ask and pray this in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen.